0: Instagram rethinks meme content, Facebook targeting options emerge post-Cambridge Analytica, Twitter removes third-party data providers from targeting, and Facebook news is probably coming back again. It's Monday, August 12th, 2019. All of that's coming up along the week's news quick hits on episode 374 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies, this is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 374 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of braveadworld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert and a lot to talk about this week, but before I get into things, I'm going to take next weekend off so there won't be a podcast coming out on Monday, I guess it would be the 19th. So we'll be back a week later. All right, with that out of the way, let's get into the headlines and talk about Instagram and meme content. So Instagram may be doing a bit of a mea culpa with the meme community following a massive purge of meme-focused accounts and affecting about 33 million followers. Facebook cited the reasons for the accounts being removed as being, quote, multiple violations of our policies, including attempted abuse of our internal processes, unquote. Now, Instagram and parent company and Facebook, they clearly have their reasons for removing their accounts, but right now they appear to be rethinking their entire approach to meme content in general, and there's a good reason for that, because it gets shared seven times more than non-meme content, especially among younger users. So Instagram is in the process of actually hiring a strategic partnerships manager right now who will be having the job of managing meme accounts and digital partnership. So we heard from Instagram's head of Global Creative Partnerships, Charles Porch. He said, quote, we've never gone out to this community and given best practices, unquote. So it makes sense why these accounts were removed. Many of them were violating IP. They were stealing content from others without credit. But it also makes sense why Instagram really, really wants to smooth things over. And, and they're going so far is to hire someone uh, to, and putting them in charge of doing so, making sure things get smoothed over. So this is really valuable content to users and that makes it valuable content to instagram especially given the context that instagram the context that instagram still has quite a bit of equity among younger users facebook parent company of instagram doesn't want to lose that so clearly going out of their way to bring these meme accounts or bring these meme content sharers and aggregators back to the platform all right Let's keep on talking about Facebook, because uh, Facebook, they're working to come back from the Cambridge Analytica scandal with new options for advertisers that let them target ads without relying on attributes, like uh, as personal as age, gender, zip code, and other characteristics. Instead, Facebook is... Pitching that advertisers can be just as effective by targeting users based on their online behaviors. And they have a new audience tool that does that called Special Ad Audience. Changes like this, they'll prevent advertisers from targeting people based on sensitive information like family status, household income, gender, age, and race. Targeting information like that, it actually been abused in the past by advertisers looking to exclude minorities from housing opportunities. This new tool, it's going to replace lookalike audiences, which if you aren't familiar, that tool was basically what it did is it, it allowed advertisers to upload lists of identified customers and then target ads to Facebook users that shared characteristics with those not on the list. So, upload a list and then target people who look like those on that list. This announcement, it comes off the heels of a pretty drastic and related move in 2018 to remove third-party data providers from Facebook targeting and instead require advertisers to work with those data providers for their targeting directly. There's no telling what this is going to mean for Facebook advertising. But it is clear that advertisers will have to start thinking about the platform a little bit differently from one that's less about niche targeting to one that's much more focused on broad reach that advertisers can then let the algorithm really carry the weight of delivering to the right audience. So instead of targeting people, just let Facebook's algorithm deliver content to those who are going to be most interested in it. Facebook's under a lot of pressure to really hold back on targeting options, and they're incentivized to position themselves as a broad reach platform. Going going niche, going, uh, using data for targeting, that's a pretty risky move for Facebook right now. But how all of that risk that Facebook is trying to offload to advertisers, how that affects advertising effectiveness... It's completely up in the air, and it's going to be probably one of the bigger stories to watch develop over the next year and a half. All right. Speaking of uh, data on these platforms, Twitter kind of followed a similar suit because this week, Twitter revealed the ads that the ads that had been shown to users based on data collected from online behaviors outside of Twitter. It did so by connecting people to email addresses that they hadn't shared with Twitter, so it could guess their characteristics. That may or may not have had something to do with the announcement that Twitter will no longer integrate third-party data providers on its platform. So they had this bit of a an about base where they were using data that misuse of data. So now they've announced that Twitter is no longer going to integrate third party data providers on its platform. So what they're doing is they're following a decision made by Facebook last year that I talked about in the previous story that will require advertisers who want to work with Axiom or Oracle or Epsilon or any of those other state data providers to do so directly instead of through Twitter when setting up their campaigns. Third party data from those companies will no longer be on the Twitter platform. And the reason, it's it's simple. Once again, platforms are under a lot of scrutiny from lawmakers, so they're putting more responsibility on advertisers when it comes to working with those third-party data providers. Advertisers can go to them, build their target audiences, and then bring those target audiences to the platforms when building their campaigns. Advertisers, they also have the option of increasing their focus on developing their first-party data sets so they just don't have to rely on third parties in the first place. All right, let's talk about our last story. This one, tell me if you've heard this one before, because Facebook is talking to multiple news publishers, including ABC News, Dow Jones, The Washington Post, and Bloomberg to do more to integrate news into its service. Yes, once again, Facebook is hungry to to offer become more of a news destination after cutting back on news last year. This latest round of talks is intended to drum up content for a new news tab that's expected expected to launch in the coming months. Publishers, they would be paid as high as $3 million for their content, specifically headlines and article previews. But if publishers so choose, they also have the option of uh, bringing in their full content and making their full content available on Facebook. The News tab, it's expected to have a pretty prominent position on the platform as a way to fulfill Mark Zuckerberg's desire to have what he calls more high-quality news on the platform. So Facebook, it, it, it took its foot off the gas when it comes to news content in 2016 when it came under criticism for being a hotbed for the spread of misinformation. And at that time, publishers who would become reliant on Facebook for traffic, they were really left scrambling. And that's probably why Facebook feels the need to put a little more skin in the game, $3 million worth of skin in the game, this time to get those publishers interested in putting their news information on the platform. Still still today, like a lot of users, they consider Facebook a source of news, and Facebook wants their views. It wants their engage- engagement. So it's not too surprising to see Facebook trying to resurrect its news ambition. This time, it's doing so with a stronger filter for quality and vetted publishers, so maybe this time Facebook's going to do right by both its users and publishers. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. so now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. Facebook is adding, quote, from Facebook, unquote, tags to its suite of products to create unity among its apps. So get ready to use WhatsApp from Facebook and Instagram from Facebook. The move, it's meant to bring all brands under the Facebook umbrella more clearly, but the timing couldn't be more awkward because Facebook is currently under investigation from the FTC for potentially being a monopoly. Alphabet, in an effort to comply with EU regulators, is going to allow rival search providers to be listed as default search browsers during Android device setups. There is a catch, however. Those search providers, they have to bid to be able to be featured as a choice. The move, it's meant to quell criticism of Google that it it has used its dominant position and the prevalence of Android to stifle competition. Facebook is surveying customers to make sure advertisers are following through on their promises. Surveys they're being issued to users who made purchases after viewing Facebook ads to see if the purchase and the seller met their expectations. The surveys they're being conducted in in the newsfeed and advertisers found to consistently mislead customers with their ads, those are their ads are being cracked down on by having their ads cost, cost increase and the reach of those ads decrease. Instagram is expanding its test of hiding like counts from posts beyond Canada to six more countries, including Australia, Brazil, Ireland, Italy, Japan, and New Zealand. The move, it's intended to improve digital health on the platform, while also cutting down on the market for purchasing likes and faking engagement with artificially inflated numbers. Is it hot in here, or am I just Netflix? Disney announced a bundle of Dis- for Disney+, Plus, which alone will cost $6.99 per month. But with, newly announced, with a newly announced bundle, users will be able to get Disney+, Plus, ad-supported Hulu, and ESPN Plus for $12.99 per month. All those services unbundled, they would cost a total of $17.97. So the bundlers have, they say, $5 per month. Disney is doing all it can to sweeten the deal on its Disney Plus service. And this bundle, it's priced to match Netflix's standard pro standard plan. So you get these three services for the same price as you would pay for a Netflix standard subscription. Facebook is moving forward with its plans to integrate messaging across its suite of apps. Engineers have started to rebuild Instagram messaging from the ground up using messenger technology. Once complete messenger and Instagram users will be able to communicate across the apps, Instagram direct it's going to continue to maintain its look. It's just that the tech underneath it is going to change. And lastly, Facebook is testing subscriptions for Facebook Watch. The test will allow a handful of publishers like BritBox TV, Tastemate Plus, College Humor Dropout, and Motor Trend On Demand to charge subscribers around $4.99 per month for access to content. Facebook will retain a percentage of subscriptions sold. Now, it can't be said enough that this is a test, but, but should this be successful, Facebook could take the approach of Apple TV Plus or Roku channels with the ability to integrate content services like HBO or Showtime under one aggregator. Facebook is letting users do things like watch content at the same time from different places through features like Watch Party. So they are working to give this their own spin and create an environment that really leans into what Facebook can provide that other platforms can't. All right. That is it for episode 374 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing at braveadworld.com occasionally. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.